BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and this evening I'm joined by my co-host Matt Llewellyn and our guy Mike Andrews of Nothing But Niners. We got an interesting show planned for you guys this evening. Before I kick it over to my uh, panel here, if you're joining on Twitter, go to youtube.com slash 49ers. I've been joined from there so you can uh, comment your own thoughts. We can actually see and interact with them. We're not ignoring you on Twitter. We just cannot see them. So go to youtube.com slash 49ers. Join from there. Share your thoughts with the show. Matt, I'm going to throw it to you first. Obviously, the biggest news that has happened within the past 24 to 48 hours is this Grant Cohn, Javon Kinlaw beef. We'll play the clip, I guess, in a bit. But what was your initial yeah. take to it? Um, I think there's blame to be had on both sides, but I think that Kinlaw comes out looking worse um, simply because – if you know somebody's like a troll doing their troll thing or whatever, you gotta, you gotta be above that, especially in a position that Javon Kinlaw is in. Like at the end of the day, Javon Kinlaw doesn't have to prove shit to Grant Cohn. He's gotta, he's gotta be a football player. He's gotta contribute to the 49ers. And I don't care here. I'm, I'm just going to say this. My only problem with what Kinlaw did was the physicality aspect of it. The physical intimidation aspect of it. That's bully behavior. And that, that, that was a, a bridge too far. If you want to talk your shit, talk your shit, right? Like clap back at him, say whatever, whatever, but walking up, putting your chest on the man, knocking, knocking the hat off his head and seeking him out in that regard. That was where he made a mistake. That was where he needed somebody to pull him back and be like, dude, it's not worth the effort. You know what I mean? Like 
we all know what Grant does. Like even us sitting here and we've all met Grant. You know what I mean? Like what was Javon hoping to prove? Like you're six, five, three You're going to walk up on Grant Cohn. Who's like six foot tall and like a buck 50 soaking wet. Like, like Grant Cohn is going to do anything to you. I don't understand what that accomplishes. Right? Like if you have a problem with the man's words, meet him with words because there's nothing to be had by getting physical with somebody. That's, that's a young kid in a young mentality that for somebody like me, who's, who's my age, I'm just like, I've known for a long time that that physicality, that, that trying to get into a physical altercation, it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't solve anything. It makes you look bad. Um, I don't even care that he went on, on the the program or whatever. It's just the physical intimidation and the physical contact part of it. Right. That's the only problem that I have. You want to call him a bitch? Call him a bitch. I don't care. If you think Grant's a bitch, then Grant's a bitch. Like, no worries. No worries. But it's not like you're going to walk up on Grant and knock the hat off his head like he's going to, like, square up on you. Like, I don't I don't understand what that's all about. That that doesn't – it literally doesn't do anything except create a headache for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch who have to do, like, what they did today where John Lynch has to facilitate a, a hash-out session between Grant Cohn and Javon Kinlaw in his office. And that could have been completely avoided had had this been a situation like and, and the stream kind of makes it worse because if it was just a thing of like where Grant comes on, and it's like, man, you know, where he did the thing where Grant's like, oh, he called me a sucker ass bitch. And he starts doing the rap or whatever. Then it's like, oh, Grant's doing his thing where he embellishes shit. Right. Like it's a, he said, she said. But when he goes on there and kind of confirms like what happened, then you're just like, oh, man, why would you do that? Like, I don't understand why that would be the, the route that you went. Right. Like talk your shit to him. Be like, I mean, at worst, like at least try something first. Like, hey, man, I don't appreciate you dogging me like that. That's fucked up. Like telling me I'm always in the training room. I don't like that. I don't. What are you trying to gather out of this? At least say something first before you immediately like beeline to him, you know, on the practice field or whatever. I know. Play, listen, we've all done the playbook. Every time Grant asks a question to Kyle Shanahan. I'm afraid that Kyle Shanahan's eyes are going to get stuck in the back of his head from how hard he rolls. You know what I mean? My only problem with this was the physicality, right? And then confirming the physicality. It, it just, it's a bad look for me. But I I mean, apparently they hashed it out. So this probably won't be anything at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. So, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you next, but then I'll share my thoughts on the whole situation. But before I do, I feel like I, sh- I have to play the clip just in the fairness argument so let me pull up the clip and guys i'm sure you've already seen it since it's like viral but if you haven't seen it it is pretty graphic and and language used so just be advised if you have children maybe there are some curse words so i'm gonna play it now it's about two minutes i guess we'll play the entirety all this fishing talking all this back and forth all this bickering all this, I was in the training room today. Man, the training room is nowhere near the field. Man, I looked at you. You looked at me. You pulled your shades up, came walking over a little bit, not walking to me. You walked up a little bit just so I could make sure that it was you. I walked over. I approached you, put my chest on you, on your side. You turned towards me, mm-hmm. and that was the rest of the story, fam. Hold on, though. Stop making it seem like stop making it seem like I came about you at a cowardly way. I came about you man to man, brother. Put some respect on my name, bro. You don't know me. You don't know where I'm from, bro. Put some respect on my name, brother. I'm a man just like you. My nuts Hold is on. bigger than yours, brother. 
I asked you, I my asked you what I said about you. My balls is bigger than yours, brother. Put some respect on my name. All right, all right, Javon. Put some respect on my name, brother. Stop talking about me like I'm a like I'm an animal or something, brother. What did I say about you? Don't worry. Don't worry about Don't worry. none of that. Don't worry about none of that. You already know. Javon, you're going to come on my channel to try to bring me hardcore not... facts, bro. Javon, you're going to come on my channel and tell me what to say and what not to say. You should, you should have some, you should have some posts. What I say that, bro? Nobody fucks with that. Nobody fucks with you. You don't even understand that. Nobody fucks with you, brother. You need to go find a new job. Nobody fucks with you. What does that mean? What do you mean? What it mean? Nobody fucks with you. Are you sure? Nobody fucks with you, fam. And the only reason I'm getting on here stupid to your level this low is because I feel like it got to be done. Somebody got to do it, and it's going to be me. Somebody okay. got to press you, fam. You like to come on here and try to bully people on the internet. But when I press up on you in fucking person, you fucking shaking like a coward, voice lighter than my fucking baby, fam. What's up you with think that? I'm of you, Javon? What's up with that, fam? You think I'm scared of you, Javon? Fam, I don't give a fuck if you are or not. All I know is when I walked up on you, your fucking body temperature was fucking cold as ice. Straight you bitch. My body temperature? Straight bitch. Your fucking balls shriveled up. Little dick nigga. Hey, Javon. Stop do you think with me, bro. Javon, Stop do you think you're representing me, the 49ers well right now? Okay, so I want to say, Grant fucked up when he was like, you think I'm scared of you, Javon? We know you're scared of Javon, bro. Like, don't, yeah. like, keep it real, man. I, like, fucking, I'm not scared of a lot of dudes, but if a 6'5", 320 dude walked up on me and put his chest on me, I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. It's going to be a rough day. So, Mike, before I throw it over to you, there was also the clip that a lot of the 49ers players took issue with, and I think rightfully so, where Grant was explaining what happened and basically his recollection of events was, oh, I'm about to get a payday because Javon Kinlaw, multimillionaire, is about to lay hands on me and therefore I'm going to sue him. And his thought process was I'm going to retire a millionaire. And that's kind of the quote that a lot of these 49ers players are like, you know what, this is, this is fucked up. Why can he come in here basically antagonize us and then play the victim when somebody confronts him or retaliates back. Um, but before I get into any more, what are your thoughts on this whole situation, Mike? All right. So I think, all right, Kinlaw shouldn't have um, responded and reacted the way that he did. That's the first thing. That's like first and foremost, right? But I'm not mad at Kinlaw for going on a show. I'm not mad at Ken Law for having an attitude. I'm not mad at Ken Law for the message that he had. If you listen to what Ken Law was saying in the order in which he was saying it, this entire appearance on that episode was a response to Grant Cohn's, oh my God, Ken Law knocked my hat off my head video earlier. That's what he started with. He was like, stop lying, tell the truth. Like, you saw me, I saw you, you pulled your shades up to make sure I saw it was you. And then you took a step towards me so you could like, so I could see you. And then I walked up to you and put my chest on you. That's what happened. So he was clarifying from the beat. Now you, he's not the most articulate guy. You're, I'm surprised, honestly, as a 49ers fan who's been watching this guy for what, two and a half years now? The most words I've heard him say combined, like you add up all the other Ken Law pressers and, and clips. This is the most we've ever heard from him. He's not going to come in here and give you this long, beautifully thought out and well-spoken soliloquy on how he feels. That's 
maybe a culture difference, whatever you want to call it, that's not who this guy is. That's not who that man is. So he's reacting the way that he knows how to react, right? And if you if you pay attention to the, the order in which he was speaking, everything was all about, it was all about responding to what Grant said earlier. And then Grant starts antagonizing him. What did I say about you that was silly? Well, like, I, I think that's a valid question, though. When he not. says, like, when he's got a problem, when, when Javon says he's got a problem with what Grant's been talking about him, and he says, what have I said that's been upsetting to you? And Javon says, don't worry about it. Like, I mean, address no. it. Like, no. that's where you yeah. got to address it. Like, if, Grant, if, 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 if Grant's talking shit, then say, hey, dude, you tell me I'm always in the training room and shit. That's fucked up. Like, I don't like that. Grant, if, if you watch that first video, Grant ran down a list of everything negative he said about Kinlaw. Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Grant just wanted some validation. Hey, these guys watch my shows. That's what he was looking for. And we know that he does that because he says it all the time. Oh, these guys watch me. These guys listen to me. He was looking for gratification in that moment. Well, what exactly was it that I said? And then he later on doubles up and says, hey, you should, if you're going to come on the show to talk to me, you should have some quotes about what I said. It's all about me, 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 me. And what Kinlaw was doing if you if you listen to what he was trying to say, us players don't like what you've been doing. We don't like what you've been saying and how you've been talking about us. He was passionate about it. Again, I don't think he went about it the right way, talking about little dicks and, and my nuts and all that shit. Like, but again, that is that's his mindset. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's how he's wired. That's the way that certain people know how to communicate. You know what I'm saying? He you hurt my feelings, I'm gonna hurt your feelings back. This is the only way I know to hurt your feelings. I don't know nothing else about you. No, I get it. I get it. But my, my thing is like, how long has Grant been on his bullshit? This is not anything new. And you don't think the 49ers would sit the players aside as they come in and go, hey, look, we got this motherfucker over here that just stirs shit up. We, he hasn't done anything so egregious we can strip his press pass. Here's how you deal with this dude. Because earlier in the day, you got a perfect example of how to deal with him. When he asked Trey Lance, what do you do when people talk shit about you, whatever, whatever? And he's like, all due respect, I don't care. Right? Like, there's a way to deal with it professionally. But walking up to somebody on a field and putting your chest on them, that's that automatically you fucked up. Like, you're in the wrong immediately. I agree. But you, Trey Lance is going to go through and has gone through a level and a course of media training that Javon Kinlaw has never gone through. You were drafted in the first round. Yes. They do this whole, okay, rookie symposium and things like that, right? For all rookies. That's a blanketed thing. They tell them, don't lose your cool. Keep in mind, you represent the shield. You represent your teams, blah, 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 blah. He got the blanketed stuff. A starting quarterback for a, a NFL team has way more media training and knows he has to tiptoe way more than a guy like Javon Kinlaw, who's been on the sideline for the last season and a half. I, I get that, but like somebody like AA, who's had problems with like Tim Kawakami and shit, AA ain't gonna take him aside and be like, dude, these dudes are gonna fucking come after you and ask like, it's like earlier, uh, what was it, when when Traverius Ward got signed and he was caught on a hot mic going like, damn, these dudes asked some stupid fucking questions, right? Yeah. Like. Somebody on the team has to take him aside and be like, look, this is how we got to do with the local media, whatever, whatever. This is just how it is, right? Like, it, it's, it sucks. It's whatever. I'll tell you right now, like, at my job, bro, I got people that try to hit. They spit. They try to throw piss on you. 
They do all kinds of crazy shit, right? But I can't retaliate. I can't do anything like that because that's what's expected as part of the job. And it doesn't matter if I'm I'm in charge of the shift or I'm just a part of the shift. Fact of the matter is I represent the hospital that I work at and it doesn't matter what happens to me, so right? Let me, like, let me I'm there, right there for a purpose. I'm there to do a job. I'm there to be a professional. Yeah. And that's the aspect that I have a problem with is that he let his emotions get in the way of him being a professional for a fucking professional troll that we all know talks shit about the 49ers. Doesn't matter if they're good. Doesn't matter if they're shit. When they're good, he's like, man, fuck, they could be better. Jimmy sucks. Kyle, I question him, whatever. When they suck, he goes, see, I fucking told you they sucked. He's a professional troll. Everybody knows he is. He's been that way. You know, his father kind of was that way, too. I feel like Lowell was that way, in a way. And Grant has just turned it up to nine. I think that it, it, even if it's not necessarily 100% on Javon, I feel like some of that's on his teammates for not, like, looking out for him and be like, look, this is how you have to deal with this asshole. Because he's always like... My bad. Damn, I was going too hard. Zach cut me I off. I think there. I hit it early. My bad. I thought you were done. I was trying to get it right when you were done. My bad. No, no, no. You're good. Um, but I mean, even Kyle, even Kyle is just like, you know, fuck every time Grant talks, you could see Kyle just go, fuck this asshole. Right. So, like, so it, it's, it's not 100%. I, I think there's fault on both sides. Mainly the fault with Javon that I have is the physical intimidation and the physical contact. That was a bridge too far. Talk your shit if you need to, but you don't need to get physical with somebody who ain't going to do shit. He didn't. He didn't get physical with him. He walked up on him and he knocked. He him said out. he put well, his chest on him. Yeah. That's too much. No, that's that. He, he said, literally said, "I put my chest on you." That's too much. That's too much. You're invading somebody's physical space. You can't do he that. He knocked the hat off his head. For both right. of them, they both agreed. But let, let me right. let me just say my my, that. my point. That's, real that's quick. my only problem is the physicality. Yeah, I agree with Matt. Um, my my thing is, and I think Grant touched on it immediately because he understood how this was going to be interpreted by a lot of fans and probably the organization. And he immediately asked, do you think the 49ers are proud of how you're representing the team right now? That's literally the first question. Well, I think once he realized that Kinlaw was going to actually take it there and it wasn't like he was just coming on to shoot the shit or he was coming on to maybe yeah, troll a little I, bit. I feel like Grant kind of wanted that though. He, oh, he 100% did. Grant I'm not saying like he was that. genuinely like, Kinlaw, well, think about how you're rep. No, like he was trying to provoke it and he got exactly what he wanted. Um, he even said in the show earlier, you know, like, oh my God, this is like one of the moments like when Debo blocked me. Oh, I, I got so much more fame off of that. You know, like when my face went viral for like looking in the camera all weirdly, yeah. he basically said this is going to be one of those moments. And then Kinlaw came on and totally, I think it went past even what he was expecting. But my whole thing is, I do think that although fans, don't like Grant Cohn. Some most fans, I would say, don't appreciate Grant Cohn. They don't like his his style of journalism. I think he's maybe a hack, whatever the case may be. I don't think Kinlaw comes out if you're looking like the good guy. Um, I don't think he looks professional. And two things can be true at once. Grant was in the wrong, and he antagonized right. and he provoked. And Kinlaw did not handle this correctly. Right. And here's the thing: we knew what Grant was going in, right? And so Grant comes out the other side. Look, at it's like, okay, par for the course for Grant. The only status quo change is we didn't know that Javon was going to be like this. Yeah. 
And so when you have a guy who's doing what is expected of him, which is Grant being a piece of shit troll, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. And I'll say this, Grant Cohn in person, is he's a nice dude. Like, I haven't had any problem with him. Every time I've met him, he's been a cool dude or whatever. He has, I don't know if it's a persona or he feels like he has to dial it up for clicks or whatever the fuck. But when he's online, he takes it too far. Javon, I didn't expect this out of him. And so when it's an unexpected action, that's what people are going to focus on. They're going to be like, oh, whoa, where'd that come from? You know what I mean? And I think that that's, that's, where, that's where the mess up is on Javon's part because Grant's just doing what Grant does and everybody rolls their eyes and goes, yeah, this is typical for fucking Grant. Like, I mean, even Ben Albright's like, yeah, he's a fucking joke. Like, everybody thinks he's a joke. We've known he's a joke for years. I don't, it's whatever. But for him to get physical, I think that that's where the issue is. I don't, I don't even care that he was like, oh, shrivel up balls, whatever, whatever, right? Like, okay, meet your worst words. Like, like I, it's not the words that I would choose, but I have a, I have a very strong stance against bully behavior. And for a 6'5", 320 professional athlete to put his chest and knock the hat off a dude, doesn't matter if he's being a little prick or whatever, right? Like, you got to be above that. Like, it, it's the old adage, sticks and stones, right? Is, Talk your shit, but don't, like, go up. Because the minute you touch him, you fucked up. It's like, why, it's like, it's like if you're in a relationship with a woman and she's talking shit on you, right? Talk your shit back. But the minute you fucking get physical, you, you fucked up. It doesn't matter if she was wrong to begin with because you're wrong now. And that's how it is. Grant, if, if you think Grant Cohn's a little bitch, then treat him like a woman. Don't put your hands on him. <laughs> like, simple as that. <laughs> There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. The thing is, we're, we're discounting. All right, you, you said I didn't expect this from Kinlaw. I don't know where these expectations came from. There's, to me, watching this and listening to both of their... Um, their their reenactments or you know how they verbally told their their side of what happened to me ken law showed excellent restraint he still went too far i want to be very clear with what i'm saying he should not have done what he did but knowing that type of person he did show restraint only walking up on grant only knocking the head off of his head 
And you could hear it in his tone and the way he was talking at, towards the end of that video. He don't really, he doesn't like this human being. I don't like you. People I don't fuck that. with you. And but so, when when Javon gets gets up on him and presses him and 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 shows restraint, as you say, man, I watched I watched Grant Cohn last year verbally assault Jimmy Garoppolo all season, and I know Jimmy's not the same type of dude or whatever that, and that goes to whatever. But Jimmy didn't pay that shit no mind. And if anybody had a reason to walk up on Grant Cohn, it'd be Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Grant Cohn's been basically calling him a bum ass for like fucking forever. Right. And he didn't do shit. And there's a difference between there's a difference between being out in the streets and being a representative for somebody, right? Like if they were in the streets, different. Like they're meeting up TMZ says, oh, fucking Grant Cohn was at a club. Javon Kinlaw walked up on him, whatever, whatever. That's different. Dude, you were at your job. You were at your fucking job and you walked up on somebody. You lacked the, the 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 presence of mind to be like, I'm here to work. It doesn't matter if I'm not practicing. I'm here to learn. I'm whatever, whatever. That's your place of business. If I walked up on anybody, didn't matter what they did to me, and I put my chest on them, I'm fucking fired. Mm-hmm. Yep. I that's agree. that's and the I, fuck and up. I, and that's the only problem I have. Nothing else except right. for the physical contact. That's no, it for me. No. I am not side. Are, are my words coming out fucked you, up? You've I, clearly said they're both in the wrong. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm getting me too, my, me too. my point across here because I did. I said to me, looking at the type of person he is, he showed restraint. I, and I said he still went too far. So don't misconstrue what I'm saying at all. Like at all, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Here's what I didn't like about Grant's thing. He immediately turned into a Karen. Definitely. This whole victim shit. Oh man, I can't believe this happened. And da, 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 da. like he did this and he did that. That that shit was weak as fuck to me. The and tweet, I, real quick, the tweet where he goes, Kinlaw says he knows me and my friends and family. That sounds like a threat. Like that tweet. I don't know if you saw that. He tweeted that right after that happened. And I yeah. thought, that's kind of a bitch move. That's kind it of a, a that's a Karen move. And if you listen to what he was saying. If you listen to what Kinlaw was saying, he was like, you don't know me. You don't know me at all. You don't know the type of people I know. He was like, bro, like my friends and family know what you look like. That's not a that's not saying I'm sending anybody after you. That's saying you have no idea how people are going to react when they see you somewhere. You got to be mindful of what you're saying. You talk about us as if we're not humans. You got to be mindful. There's there's this rapper named Freddie Gibbs who's been beefing Mm -hmm. with Jim Jones and all this. And I don't know if you guys are aware of what happened, but he goes out to this this uh, this soul food place in in buffalo and he's been beefing with certain rappers from buffalo the rappers weren't even there fans of their of the rappers jumped freddie gibbs right the rappers didn't call and say hey take care of this hey do this or whatever that was what that was a byproduct of a person running their mouth being recognizable and being in the wrong place at the wrong time and ken law was saying you can't keep doing that you you got to understand that people know what you look like you running your mouth and talking about it, it's like we're not people. And that he he to me, he was he was what Grant took as a threat, I think again is the cultural difference. Grant didn't receive that the same way. I've had conversations with people in the street. Hey, you gotta be careful. Watch your mouth. That's not a threat to me. That's hey, people can hear you, people can see you, tone it down because you don't know how other people are gonna react to what you're saying and doing. That's all. So I don't know. I, and like I said, both of them were yeah. wrong. I just didn't like that shit that Grant was trying to do. No, I, I, I'm out. not absolving him either because he did, he did play the whole victim shit. 
and I think without like the physicality, we like I would be 100% on Javon's side. My only issue with Javon was the physicality. But I will say that that Grant's fucking up too. You even heard in a clip where he's saying like, you know, oh, you think I'm afraid of you? Like that's inflammatory, dude. That, like, you can't yeah. say shit Come like on. that. And then to go on, I, I, and I, I, against my better judgment, I hopped in that fucking Twitter space today <laughs> that Grant was on. Were and then he said, like, oh there? man, this is no big deal to me. I hope it doesn't go any further. And it's like, bitch, you put all these fucking tweets out yesterday talking about how you feel, you know, oh, that sounds like a threat to me, or oh, like I'm going to make millions, or oh, this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you can't fucking do that one day and then, and then sleep on it and then be like, ah, no big deal. Were like you you're, you're when I was clearly clout chasing, which is what you do all the time anyway. But you're you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Like if it was just like you know that one thing or whatever, it, it's whatever, right? Like you can go and be like, hey man, like you can go talk to the team privately and be like, well, I don't know what the fuck was up with that. But he turned it into a media circus, right? Like he's getting on TMZ. I'm sure national media is going to pick this shit up. And he's trying have, to fucking yeah. figure this out and, and get clicks out of it and, and turn this into prop for him. And, and like, that's the part that's scummy to me. And I know that's what Grant does or whatever, whatever. So Were it's just, it's, it's like, it's, a, it's that meme of fucking, what's his name? DJ Khaled or whatever, where it's like, Javon Kimla, you played yourself. Cause Grant's going to come out the other side. He didn't do anything overt where the 49ers can revoke his press pass. So now it, everybody's just going to focus on how you like made a mistake where Grant Grant's going to come out. He's going to get extra clicks He's going to fucking do his fucking thing. He's still going to go there and ask like annoying ass fucking questions of people and nothing's going to happen. And we're, you know, people are just going to remember, fuck Javon, man, he fucked up. And that's unfortunate because Grant precipitated this whole thing. Javon messed up by reacting the way that he did. But in a way, like not the physicality part, but in terms of getting dressed down by somebody, Grant's had that shit coming for a long time. Were you were you in the spaces when I when I was in there and I and I spoke to Grant directly? I I briefly, dude. Like I've worked three straight days and nights. I was like, while I was, it was like in the morning. I was getting ready to like go to sleep for a little bit, and I just like turned it on or whatever. So again, I want to touch on the segment where Grant discussed this briefly before Kinlaw went on, and then I also wanted to show some of the posts from the 49ers current and former players that are coming out and discussing what Grant said. Go ahead, Mike, go ahead. Just really quick. Ken Law didn't even want to do what he did. There's a, a so his words are being overlooked and just the, the highlighted stuff that's coming out is, is like grabbing the headlines. But if you, if I'm telling you guys, this man isn't eloquent enough to, to, to get his point across, right? He said, the only reason I'm stooping this low is because someone's got to do it. And so it might as well be me, or it's going to be me. He understood in that moment that this isn't what I would normally do. This isn't something that I should be doing. And no one is giving Kinlaw, when I say he showed restraint, if you listen to what he was really saying, you can hear it in there. But you got to be paying attention to what he was saying and don't let the, you know, the talking about scrotums and shit distract you. You know what I'm saying? So, but it, it was there. But all right, I'm going to shut up. No, I feel you. And, and I will say this with all the players coming and backing Javon Kinlaw, and with the fact that mm-hmm. John Lynch precipitated a private meeting between Cone and Kinlaw in his office, yes, it's clear that the team is not that mad about this situation. That, that they're on Javon's side, like, dude, somebody had to fucking do it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? 
and, and I feel like that's the thing. So I, I, I we, oh, we lost Zach's camera. Yeah, can you no. hear me still? Can you hear me? Yeah, we still we can hear you. you. I'm gonna back out and come you, back though. in. I, I don't, I don't really know what happened. Give me a second. All right. Well, while he's backing out, uh, you know, I, I did talk to Grant. The one thing that I didn't know about this before uh, the spaces was Grant said um, that the team PR had contacted him about his video and the incident. And uh, they said, you know, oh, we didn't know that happened. You know, our, our apologies or whatever. We'll talk to him about it. So when Grant saw him in the room, he thought that Kinlaw was coming on as a response to the the team already talking to him because I said, there's no way you can have all this vitriol and hate that you've been spewing about these players and expect him to come on and have something positive to say. And he was like, well, no, I thought it was this. So I will give Grant that part. I didn't know that that, that was the one thing that's behind the scenes that we, we didn't, we weren't abreast of that until right. I said something to him about it in the, in the spaces there, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. But you know, after the fact, like, you know, if it was something super egregious, like the team would have made a statement or there would have been like, you know, whatever, whatever. The, the team didn't make no statement. It was a private behind the scenes thing that they're probably, you know, that they're kind of burying or whatever. It to me, it's the fact that they like it's not it's not an out and out endorsal of what he did. I'm sure they talked to him behind the scenes of like, dude, we, we know Grant has it coming, but you got to fucking take it easy with putting your chest on somebody. But for for me, that it's like the team. It's almost like they're like, maybe don't do that the way you did it. No, right? yeah, like, we're, we're behind you, hundred percent, and I totally get right. it. And I've been on, you know, I've been on the, I've been very critical of Grant Cohn and the way he goes about shit because I don't like the way that he talks about the team. It seems like something is always wrong for him. Nothing is ever good enough, and I hate the constant negativity that he seems to breathe. But that's, but, that's his job as a columnist, right? He, he His job is to get clips. Right. If, and if you – anything negative from anybody, Adam Rank, whoever, Mike Florio, those are the things that blow up. That's his job is to get those clicks. And so if, I, if, if, if I'm going to do my job well, I got to study – what gets the responses, what gets the interactions, and that's what I have to produce. And you learn those things when you talk to Grant. That's not who he is. I have sat down and spoke with this man and his wife in person. Like, he's a, he's a great guy. Of course. They're both beautiful people in person, for sure. Well, he's got a job to do. Right. I, I just think it's the double down. Like, wh- like when, when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar and you go, it wasn't me. Like, it's like, come on, bro. Okay. At that point, it's like, you got to watch. I'm going to play this video. This is... Uh, Grant Cohn speaking about the situation shortly before uh, Javon Kinlaw did join. So I'm going to play this. This is Eric Armstead tweeted this out, by the way, and I'll tweet. I'll say what he said shortly. Zero scared. Because, look, my dad was in the industry. He put me up on game when I was very young. Because, honestly, if he touched me, if he pushed me, dude, I could have retired today. That's what went through my mind. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm about to retire. I'm about to be out of the game. I'm about to be a multimillionaire thanks to Javon Kinlaw. But, no, I got to keep working. Oh, well, and hard on you. So that's a bitch mentality. I'm sorry. That's a bitch mentality. You can't say that. And and how much of it is he just – saying it to be again is that his gimmick right is that yeah. his gimmick is that I, what I he's doing Mike earlier gimmick? you know it's like uh it's his persona but at some point 
the bill comes due and all this shit you've been talking and all this. I will say this, Mike, about him and talking to him in person and his wife. And I've done that too. And they're both nice people and shit. I feel like he was a little bit different in that spaces today than he is on his videos. And so is that, is that, is he, is he doing the heel turn as it were? Is he doing his gimmick? Right. And then in the spaces, he seemed like, it's no big deal. Like, you know, it is what it is, whatever, whatever. Right. So, He's he's bringing this on himself in in a lot of ways because he's unwilling to uncouple himself from his online persona. If he addressed it straight as like the straight man or whatever, and he's just like, "Hey, listen, I know that like I make this incendiary content or whatever, whatever." The thing with Javon Kinlaw got out of hand. I'm sorry for my part in it. Whatever. Instead of being like, "Oh, I could have retired today," it would have been a different story. But he also played that shit up. So he has just as much to blame as, as Javon does for overreacting to it. It's 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 fucking crazy, man. 100%. So I'm going to go through some of the teammates and former teammates' reactions. So Eric Armstead tweeted that clip out that I just shared. And he said, this is the type of low life we let into our building. He would rather antagonize and provoke players into hitting him so he can retire instead of doing his, quote, job of journalism. Uh, Armstead clearly not a fan and then I also have some other posts here uh, from our Instagram that our Instagram manager put together so uh, let me yeah uh, Javon Kinlaw posted this on his story saying stand firm for what you believe don't let no one play with your top 100 emojis you guys understand that I'm, and I'm not trying to be funny no no, no go ahead maybe like you know I, I saw somebody in here say you know I'm an older white man I don't really understand the intricacies of this from, from the way that I read that from what it's stand firm for what you believe don't let anybody gaslight you or fuck with your head don't let anybody disrespect you you can't don't play with okay. your top your head your name like you're you're this is me you're talking about right don't it's one thing to say I'm injured cool I'm injured but don't call me a bust I haven't shown you guys what I can do yet. I got two more years. You know what and I'm that's saying? Fair. So if, if you want to say you're disappointed with the production I have so far, that's fine. But stand firm for what you believe. Don't let no one play with your top. He's talking, don't, you can't come on here and disrespect me. You can say that my career has been disappointing, but you can't disrespect me. And I'm going to, and I'm going to check you for that. Sorry. I'm going to pretend like I got that half right. <laughs> okay. So uh, I shared what Eric Armstead said. Uh, Tabor Peppers, uh, he quoted Grant Cohn, the quote I just said, and then he said, the faithful can arrange an early retirement if the fan base boycotts your low-effort shitposting called journalism. Uh, George Kittle, it's crazy to me that someone who is allowed into our building has the mindset slash goal to antagonize and irritate players with their endgame of being this. I thought players and reporters were supposed to work together. Being in this building, let alone this league, is an opportunity. It's not a right. People get really comfortable typing behind a screen. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but continuing to go after a player habitually seems like someone whose goal isn't to report or write a story. And I'm behind the players on this stuff. Although the Kittle thing, I'm like, you can't say someone types behind the screen and you see his ass every day at practice. Like that's different. That's different than like anonymous online Twitter egg guy. But this is what needs to be done for Grant Cohn to be called out. right like this type of shit where all the players come together and like this dude is an asshole and we all know he's an asshole um also guys i see we got close to 100 people in here hit like hit subscribe we're closing in on our record of most 
live viewers at once. So support the channel, hit like, hit subscribe. Um, let's get, I don't know, everyone hit like, let's get a hundred likes on this video right now. Uh, moving on to the next teammates comments. Brandon Ayuk said, if you're going to say something about someone, stand on that shit, don't backpedal and start playing victim, hundred emoji. And then Debo, nah, for real, I've had to block Grant's ass because he's doing the most for real. I think that's, oh no, no. And then Tart said, laugh my Debo fucking signing ass off. signing long-term contract confirmed just off that. Right <laughs> Uh, laugh my fucking ass off. Crazy how players become the bad guy for standing up for themselves. Media slash social media has a huge influence on players' narratives, allowing anyone to speak on your name with no accountability for what they say. And I think this goes into what Mike was just saying a little bit ago, where, you know, don't call me a bust because your words actually do have some some value and meaning towards them. And you're out here shaping the narrative around my name and expect me to just be okay with it and let you and and Javon's opinion, slander him. So I don't know. Am I totally reaching here by saying the players could theoretically get his press pass revoked? Is that something that's even possible? Nah, they're not going to do that because the, there's no cause. There's no cause for the team to do it. Right? Like it, it'll be a co- at worst, it's going to be a, an organizational like come together where it's like we know this dude is a fuck up and. And we don't like the way he asks you questions. And we know he's inflammatory. This is how you got to deal with a guy like this. Because until he crosses X line or Y line or Z line, we can't do anything about it. You know, he he has access. So until that point, they're not going to be able to do anything. But I will say this. This this is honestly, man, I kind of like the way that this is bringing the team together. Yeah, I kind of like it, and it's a fuck up. And Grant, if dude, if they won the Super Bowl, Grant's gonna be, you know, Grant's gonna be like, <laughs> it was because of my shit with Kinlaw. I did that. Yeah, I did that. And see, I'm even guilty of that, right? Like because he went off on Armstead a couple seasons ago. Armstead had a career year, right? So when he when he did the the video from the field talking about when Kinlaw knocked his hat off his head, I said last time Grant did this, we had an all pro season from Armstead. So thanks in advance, right? And that's the kind of shit that like he likes. That's the kind of stuff that. He he's in he's he's there for you know what I'm saying it's like it's just it's it's terrible but I thought you were gonna even have uh, Mostert commented on this yeah I, I I didn't have his in here go um, ahead sorry no no it's cool but it's, Tyreek it's Hill really cool. yeah Tyreek Hill it's really good to see like he galvanized the team he gave them a reason to come together you I can guarantee you when Ken Law walked in the in the locker room today he probably got some applause from a couple of people and then they were like all right we can't do this this never happened but listen. We completely understand. We get it. We've been wanting to do this for so long. You got it out your system, but bro, we got to chill now. Now we got to focus. Now, now let's direct that energy the right way and let's get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Come on. Like that, so, that. Uh, it's that situation where like he gets physical with them, right? And everybody's like, "Hey, you shouldn't have got physical with them." But fuck, I'm glad somebody did it because I wanted to do it a long time ago. You know what I mean? And and that's, that's what, what I like. was. Going to ask Zach, you guys. we haven't heard your whole take on this. Like, what is your start to finish take on this whole thing? And okay. then we can like move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I got you. My whole take on this is I don't condone what either party did. I think, and hear me out here, but I think Kinlaw is more in the wrong than Grant is because I believe Kinlaw should be held to a higher standard than somebody who writes for Sports Illustrated, with all due respect to Grant, Kinlaw's making millions of dollars, former first-round pick, essentially the face of 
I don't want to say the franchise, but of that year's class of players, you were our first round pick. And I said this last night, and I know some of the group chat was kind of kind of gassing me, me up over it, but I said, you know, he got Buckner's number. This was essentially DeForest Buckner's replacement. If you would have told me that DeForest Buckner would have checked someone physically and then gone on and t- told him that his nuts are bigger than his. Now, I know two totally different people. You can't really compare them. But in this sense, I am in the sense that he did replace Buck. So it's tough for me to see an argument that Kinlaw was in the right. I would have been totally okay with it if he physically went up and told him something and left it at that. I agree with you, Matt, that physically checking him was a step too far that I don't condone. Um, But him going up to him and saying, hey, you've been talking a lot of shit about me. I don't appreciate it. I want you to stop. Whatever he might have said in his, you know, slang that got across to Grant, then it could have been left at a Grant saying that Kinlaw said this and Kinlaw doesn't even acknowledge it type thing. But it wasn't left at that, unfortunately. It then turned into he went on and further argued, went at, uh, confronted Grant, and then it turned into this big old deal. And now, it's not a good look for the franchise, in my opinion, because a franchise that prides themselves on high character guys, people that are upholding their values. I don't know. What, 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 when's the last 49 play we had going, going on a reporter's live stream telling them their nuts are bigger than theirs? And I totally understand the I, specific situation. I get, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. And I think, again, like I said, my biggest issue is the physicality. Is the my nuts are bigger than yours the most mature thing? No. But at the end of the day, I can sympathize with somebody like Javon Kinlaw, who you just have this fucking pest always in your ear, right? Yeah. I just think that this is a learning opportunity for the team to cover and say, hey, if we have somebody who is representing our team and we know that we have a troll in the building and we can't get rid of them because they're not doing anything overtly wrong here's how we have to deal with the situation and it sucks he's gonna serve you a plate full of shit and you're gonna have to take a bite and be like all right i guess so right and you're gonna have to learn to like the taste of it because you're a professional athlete and like you said he is held to a higher standard whether that's right or wrong that's just how it is Nobody gives a shit about Grant Cohn, the reporter, whereas everybody gives a shit about Javon Kinlaw, the player. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we got a super chat from our guy, Sean. He said, I just don't get it. Why would anyone be upset with Grant? Grant carries the torch of his pop. Read some old Lowell Cohn articles. You will see Lowell's ceiling and Grant's floor. He didn't pull punches. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Sarcasm detected. Yeah. A ton of sarcasm. In there. <laughs> I love Sean. Um, I so just real quick. The, he did squash it, according to Grant, and I'm going to play the clip. This is courtesy of uh, Jesse on Twitter, and this is from Grant and uh, the show he does with Larry Kruger, I believe. So I'm going to play this quick clip, and I really think it's interesting, but I want to get your guys' take after we watch it, and then we'll discuss it. Uh, we got full show for you today, but before we get into what we're going to talk about, I just want to say right off the bat, I'm sure a lot of you guys are wondering what's going on between me and Javon Kinlaw after all that stuff yesterday. And I just want to say that Javon and I met up today at 49 at the 49ers facility. We hashed it out. He said everything he wanted to say. I listened. We shook hands. We squashed it. 
it's over. So what I want to say is I appreciate Javon Kinlaw for meeting me today and taking the time to, to tell me exactly how he felt. Uh, I respect him and I deeply appreciate John Lynch for facilitating it. It was all in his office. So it was his idea. It was a very grown up thing that he did. And I feel like I'm better for it. I hope, I hope we all feel that way. Anyway, it's squashed. It's over. It has a happy ending. Let's move on. Okay. So, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you first. What did you find most interesting about that? There's no Sports Illustrated logo behind them anymore. That's what I found most interesting. Oh, I did uh, not notice that. And so I'm wondering if he was put on some little probation until the situation is figured out and ironed out. You know, I don't, I don't have any proof of that. I don't know anything, but I know that normally he has that little, like the drop down thing behind him in his videos. And that wasn't, and that wasn't there, uh, hasn't been there. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, but the, the good thing is, uh, you don't have to worry about Kim law being suspended. You have to worry about, um, him being, he, I'm not going to say he won't be fined. I'm sure all that will be kept behind closed doors. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be suspended. I don't think he's going to miss any playing time due to the incident. And, he got it off of his chest. That's, that's what I really think is the best thing. And I'm hoping, because Grant's going to continue to be Grant. As long as Grant is writing, he's going to continue to be Grant. But what I'm hoping is that uh, people learn to ignore the negative stuff and stop empowering it. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. He said it was a positive ending, good solution, uh, mediated by John Lynch in his office. And he said they shook hands. Um, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, the, one of the things I got in trouble the most for, my, if me and my brother were to get into it, my mom was like, say sorry and hug him and tell him you love him. I had no problem with the hug and telling you I love him, but I'm not sorry. And so shaking someone's hand is like a, a sign of peace. I think, I think Ken Law is a man of morals. Whatever those morals may be, don't let anyone play with your top, right? That was his, those were his words, right? If he shook his hand, the message was received and he moved on. Uh, real quick, Jesse says he's moving. That's why he doesn't have his background in the background, the Sports Illustrated. So maybe, um, Matt, before I throw it to you, I thought it was most interesting that he said John Lynch facilitated this meeting and it was in John Lynch's office. What's your take on this? I uh, Listen, I think that John's just like, fuck, man, another thing I got to fucking deal with. Um, the fact, here's the key phrase to me. And the SI thing, it's it's one thing or another. I feel like that when Grant is doing his shit at, like, OTAs, he doesn't always have his stuff behind him. Like, I've seen videos of him, like, in the offices and stuff like that, right, where he doesn't have stuff behind him. I don't necessarily know that that's the case. Um, I don't think that you can take anything. Grant is very um, curated with what he says in terms of, all right, this super chat is weird to me. You, you, uh, hey, you should think about inviting Mike from Nothing But Niners. Like, Mike's right here. I don't. I think he's being sarcastic. Um, oh, okay. poor, poor Ken Law. Hopefully, he matures. Interaction sad to me for Ken Law. I know Mike. I will tell him about your show. This guy has like the best sarcasm ever because his last one was sarcastic too. Good job, Sean. Thank you, Sean, for the support. We really appreciate you. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Um, no, but like you know, the, the SI thing. It could be this or that or whatever. But I think the key phrase in this is that John Lynch facilitated this, whatever, whatever. I feel like I'm a better person, which means I feel like John said something to Grant 
and was like, bro, you have access to this team, but that doesn't necessarily give you the right to just shit on the team all the time. And you got to curb the shit that you're saying, right? Otherwise, stuff like this is going to happen. And while I don't, maybe, you know, and this is just me speculating, maybe while I don't condone what Kinlaw did physically, the fact of the matter is a lot of our players are not happy with how you cover the team. And that could have consequences down the line. It, we might not be able to necessarily revoke your press pass, but there might be certain aspects where we're not going to give you access above and beyond what we, we have to, you know, yeah. and that could be a thing. But I think it's very telling that Grant was like, oh, well, I feel like I'm a better person out of this. And I feel like I've learned out of this, which is something that tells me that the team definitely addressed him and his behavior as well on top of Kinlaw. And I agree with Mike shaking hands is a sign of peace. It's not necessarily a sign of respect. It's just like, I'm going to let the issue go and we're not going to talk about it anymore. But that, that doesn't mean that I like you. It doesn't mean that I respect you. It just means that this bullshit is done for now. And where we go from here is up to you. Yeah. Okay. My last, last thing on this, uh, Uh John Lynch being the mediator was perfect. He's been on both sides of this media and player. And so if there's anybody that can kind of bridge this thing, he's the perfect guy for it. So uh, the 49ers got a good guy there in John Lynch. So I thought it was really interesting because we, when we talked about this last night, when this whole story, I guess, when, he, when, when the video broke and everybody kind of noticed it, um, the guys in the chat and our 49ers have chat were kind of saying, I don't think this is going to go past the internet. And I was having a really hard time seeing how it wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm like, this is going to get brought up to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch at the very least. I'm not sure if they'd address it. I'm not sure if they'd, you know, suspend or fine. But I think the fact that John Lynch went out of his way to facilitate a meeting the very next day was telling because I did think that maybe he realized this isn't a good look for any of us involved. Why don't we just go ahead and 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 get together, put you know, squash it, get it under the rug, and move forward? And I agree that was very choice language from Grant saying, you know, I feel like I'm a better person. If you don't think you did anything to begin with, why do you or anything wrong? I should say to begin with, why do you feel like you're a better person now? So I don't know. Maybe he was called out for antagonizing. I saw a, a few other reports, uh, not reports, reporters on Twitter going over some of the previous headlines of grant Cohn's articles regarding javon kinlaw and a lot of them were very very pointed towards this can either be taken as a very negative article or straight up disrespect you know like javon kinlaw's injured again shocker you know stuff like that and it's like i get it but at the same time it's very very close to being personally personal so we can wrap it up with that unless you guys have any other final thoughts on this whole Ken Law Grant Cone situation. I just think that it's it's a potential to be a galvanizing moment for the team. And that's that's what I'm taking out of this. And if I mean he's going to take credit for it if if something good happens out of it, but I will take the team's success that comes from Grant Cone being an asshole. <laughs> um yeah. He he already was trying to also. You know, lump it in I like Debo the fire that Javon Kinlaw has this early. Like you, this pissed off coming into OTAs. I can't wait for you to like find an o- offensive lineman you don't like. 
yeah, gonna blow that ass up. Like just I mean, knock him on his ass. Off last year too. I don't know if you guys remember. He was saying that the surgery that they that he had, he wasn't injured. This was something the team said. Hey, look, our defensive line is deep enough right now. We want you to get this corrective surgery so you can have a longer career. You know what I'm saying? He he was not happy about that. He took to his social medias last offseason. I do remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And so then you get you you go out there, you defend yourself publicly, saying I'm not injured. You know this is this is business. Business is bullshit. Those were his his words on his platform. And then you get articles saying surprise surprise, this motherfucker's injured again. You know, like it's like, did you not hear what I just said? Are you listening to me, or are you just writing the right? Are you just trying to disrespect me? And that's where this this comes from, man. That's where it comes from. Yeah. And by the way, I will still. I will still chop it up with Grant in person. I will still say hi and and hellos and my salutations and shit. I just know I have in my mind the type of dude that he is with his persona. And it's a far cry from what he presents when you just talk to him one-on-one. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so we can wrap up this whole Javon Kinlaw, Grant Cohn situation um, let's go on towards some OTA reports, and then we'll wrap things up here shortly. Um, it looks like Trey Lance has refined his, I don't want to say maybe necessarily throwing motion, but just kind of the whole motion of throwing. <laughs> I know people say throwing motion. That's kind of like a whole heated topic, but uh, he went 15 for 17 on seven on sevens. Um, and a lot of the videos were coming out looked good from uh trey lance i'm not sure if i'm able to play any here um but what did you guys think of the otas anything that stuck out to you particular um mike i'll throw it to you first uh so i you know i i missed a lot of the reporting from otas so i i went hard on the on the um on the pressers so my takeaways are more from things that were said and not any reports uh, from OTAs, although I did talk to Breezy yesterday on our show, and he was saying that most of Ken Kinlaw's wow, look at me, most of Lance's passes were short passes, um, and that could be taken negatively, but I like that. The main reason is because when we saw Lance go out there for those two games that he played, I kept saying to myself, if what Jimmy is doing is successful for this offense, why can't that be the base of what Lance does? And then sprinkling the shots down the field and moving them around and stuff like that. And it seemed like Kyle wasn't comfortable calling those same little screens and quick hit hitters to players in the flat and things like that with Lance. The report was most of it was all short stuff. So that got me excited. All right, now we're getting Jimmy plus Trey Lance. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I like that a lot. Okay. I, like I agree it. with you there. Um, the thing is, Trey Lance at his baseline is a better deep ball passer than Jimmy Garoppolo has ever been in his life. So what we want to do is we want to raise the bar for Trey Lance to be, you know, for whatever Jimmy was between the numbers, intermediate throws and slant patterns and stuff. Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good, right? Um, Trey Lance has shown that the slant route is kind of his bugaboo right now. Um, He's overthrown that a few times. And so I agree with you throwing to the flat, throwing those short passes, throwing those quick hitters, seven on sevens where it's all coverage. You're not worried about a pass rusher. You're not worried about scrambling. Everything is a pass. Everything is timing. Everything is quick hitting. That's good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
my only caution is that it's the first day of OTAs. Nobody overreact. Like it doesn't matter until he does what he does in games, because we've seen fantastic passers in camp that play the game. And it's like, Oh, dog shit. (laughs) You know, it's about what happens in the game and what you want to see, like what Trey Lance was from last year to this year, he's going to improve, but it's not going to be necessarily a night and day improvement. What you want to see is a steady progression, a steady incremental improvement, and there's going to be growing pains. But it's like George Kittle, when he went on Rich Eisen, was like, there's going to be growing pains. We're going to have to live through them. We have enough around him that we should be able to weather that storm, but it's about getting the kid reps. He needs reps. And that's the biggest thing is that he goes in. And I think it's very telling that when Kyle – step to the podium he's like yeah i fully expect jimmy garoppolo to be traded it's not a guarantee but that's what we expect and that to me is the biggest endorsement of trey lance being the starter week one out of anything because we're ota day one and kyle's like yeah jimmy garoppolo is on the block nobody talks about their quarterback like that unless it's something they're actively pursuing so for me it's trey lance's job plain and simple I, yeah, I didn't get into the pressures and all that stuff, but there's there was a bunch of signs that Garoppolo was done. One, and the biggest one is what Matt just said with, uh, you know, Kyle flat out saying, like, he's done. Like, I expect him to be traded, right? The other thing was Kittle, Jimmy's best friend on the team, once Taylor left, saying, hey, I haven't heard from him since we cleaned out our lockers at the end of the year. I texted him, he didn't text me back. Mm-hmm. He even bought me this phone. He's still not responding to me. Um, and then Brian Greasy coming out saying he hasn't worked or heard from him, things like that. So, you know, it's I like it, man. I, I, I'm saying I like it, but I'm happy to know that we're moving on. And this Jimmy Garoppolo saga is over for better or worse. Whatever the outcome is, I like that we're moving on and we can dead that situation. And we don't have to talk about that shit all offseason. And by the way, I will claim this as validation. It hasn't happened yet. But if they're not able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, the second he passes a physical, they're cutting his ass. There's no way you don't go with talking to the new quarterback coach and and talking to your teammates and doing any of this stuff if you expect to be back in any regard whatsoever. He's he's toast. One way or another, he's gonna be gone. So for me, uh, I like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add, here I'm gonna add a boy myself right now because. At the second he passes the physical and his instead of the 7.5, it drops to the 1.4. He's he's out five, like gone. So this was obviously voluntary camp. Debo did not show up. Alex Mack did not show up. Uh, the mandatory training camp is in about three weeks, June 14th through June 16th. Um, that's is that surprising either of you? I know maybe not necessarily Debo didn't show up, but what about Alex Mack? No, because the way that Kyle put it is that like Alex Mack got married. He's in Ireland right now on like his honeymoon or whatever. And he Kyle said, I have a pretty good idea of what Alex Mack is gonna do. As opposed to what John said earlier, I'll let Alex Mack announce it. This to me speaks more of I'm going to let Alex Mack do his thing. I'm not going to bug the shit out of him, but I'm pretty sure he's going to come back when it's time to come back. And I don't need to talk to him or stay ahead of a 15-year a, a pro ahead of time. I know that he's going to be ready if and when he does come back. And the fact that Kyle says, I got a good idea of what's going on, 
says to me that it, Mac might come back for training camp and and play one more year. Um, I think he's letting him enjoy his time away from the game, like a lot of coaches do for their their big time vets. Who, you know, when you when you hear from players, the biggest thing that they said is like, "Man, I love the games. I love the camaraderie. I love the team. I love this and this and that. I fucking hate training camp." That's they all say it to a T, right? So for me, Alex Mack, you know what he is. Like, you know he's been a pro for his entire career. You've worked with him before. Do you need to bug him when he's on his honeymoon in Ireland? No, you just let the man be. And when it's time to show up and and strap on your cleats and put on your shoulder pads and, you know, button up your chin strap, Alex Mack will be ready to go. So for me, I think that this, this is the first indication where I've actually leaned the other direction where I think Alex Mack actually might come back. Okay, I like it. Um, Mike, what do you think? I know Debo, again, not as big of a surprise. Nobody's expecting him. Do you think he will show up for mandatory? Well, if you're going to take Kyle as a man of his word, he said that uh, Debo wasn't expected there, Bosa wasn't expected there, Mac nor Trent Williams. He said, but I expect to see all of them here for uh, for the mandatory portion, including Debo. So uh, I, I'm i going to take it at that. And by the way, I'm not – I'm. Still not 100% sure Debo gets a, a contract extension. I, I I think the Niners want to see what they got. And if they – they might be comfortable getting this third-round comp pick for Debo. He's a top 15 wide receiver. He Some people will put him in the top 10, and I'm not mad at that either. But I I, I would not be surprised if they say, hey, look, you know, one wide receiver isn't going to make or break this team. We have a, a more physically abled quarterback right now. Um, we'll use him for this this season and let him go ahead and get his money out in the, on the on the open market. So, but I do expect him to come back. I do. Okay. Um, well, I also question. expect him to come back because if he holds out for a mandatory uh, training camp because of the way that the CBA is structured, he would actually not become an unrestricted free agent. He'd be a restricted free agent, which completely changes the game and allows the 49ers to match any offer that he gets. So I expect Debo to show up in terms of like Trent Williams and those other guys. I think Kyle's telling it like it is like there's no need to waste this mileage on vets who I know that are going to come in and be pros and be ready to go when the time comes. I don't need to run them through these like stupid drills that we're doing or whatever. Right. Like, you know, you see, you see Lance doing the, the drill with like, the little the little blocking pad that runs horizontally and he's like working his foot and stuff like that for Lance that's good because it's like he's still learning he's still adjusting his base do you really need Fred Warner running like three cones and doing tackling dummies and shit like you don't need that like he doesn't need it right. wait until it's time to gear up for the preseason and the season and then get him those calluses of like I'm hitting something I need to build those calluses I don't need to do anything before that Fred Warner is obviously staying in shape. We've seen the videos of him doing like MMA and stuff like he's in good shape. When you get to a certain level of professionalism, you don't need to worry about those guys. And I think that that's where Kyle is. I'm not worried about those guys, the the leaders of the team, the vets of the team that aren't necessarily there. So question from Fernando, Matt and Zach, do you think Debo Samuel outplayed his rookie contract? Um, I can go first and I'll kick it over to Matt. I don't know, man. I mean, the, the, the easy answer here is saying yes. Clearly he did. The season he just had was unbelievable. He outplayed where he was drafted. But does that out 
outshine or outweigh the previous two seasons where he wasn't healthy fully. He missed a lot of games. I, I, I think he's been paid perfectly fine for the amount of production we've gotten from him. Maybe he's broken even. I don't know if he's necessarily outplayed it, but I mean, the, the, he was drafted, uh, what was he, a third round pick, second round pick? Second round pick. Second round pick. Um, so his contract was a four-year, $7.2 million contract uh, with 4.7 of that guaranteed. Um, I think that's perfectly in, in line for what the production we've received from him. Maybe last year it might have balanced it out. And maybe if he has another year, like the year he had last year, then yes, I would say he's outplayed it. But as of right now, I would say it's perfectly fine. Matt, what do you, what do you think? Has he outplayed it or not? I think it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> the contract is a the contract. They're all slotted. Who gives a fuck if you outplayed your rookie contract? You're playing for your second contract anyway. That's that's the that's the deal, right? Like, are you gonna get paid for your second one? Your rookie contract is your rookie, rookie contract. If Trey Lance goes out, the fucking Patrick Mahomes in his second year threw fifty touchdown passes. Over 5,000 yards and won the oh, MVP. Shit. That's how playing your rookie contract. Did they tear his contract up the next year? No. They waited till year four where they could renegotiate, and then they gave him money. That's what this is. That's what this is. Debo's a second-round pick. He doesn't have the fifth-year option year, so they can't do that. They're going to have to pay him or not pay him based on what they value him at. The same thing. Did the Titans pay A.J. Brown? No. They said, we're going to take picks from the Eagles. And we'll let you pay him. Yeah. You're not playing. Your first contract is slotted. This is not the, the Sam Bradford era where that glass cannon can come in and get 50 million guaranteed in 2008. Right? Like, dude, th- th- this is not the same year. This is not where people come in, negotiate their contracts, hold out or whatever. The few holdouts we have are based on like offset language. It's not based on money or whatever. We used to have, and I know a lot of people don't remember this. I'm a little bit older than all y'all. Um, but before this, the CBA that that made the rookie wage scale, rookies were able to evaluate or uh, negotiate their contracts based off of where they were drafted and based off of what previous first round picks in their slot got. And the NFL structured it so that, no, we want vested third fourth and fifth year vets to get the big contract we don't want the rookies to get that because we don't know if you're going to be good or not right so for him to outplay his rookie contract so fucking what good for you now you can go get paid on your second contract i think fernando asked that because that was like a a big argument on our show last night and that's i I, that's why i think he specifically directed it to you guys like uh, what do you guys think? You want to get your takes on it. And it's still split, just so you guys know. It's still split. We went one and one there. So I, I don't know if we necessarily disagreed. I think Matt's just saying it doesn't fucking matter, you know, whether he did or not. That has At nothing the end to of the do. day, does it make any difference? Yeah. The only thing that matters is what he gets paid for a second contract. Then I'll tell you if he outperformed it or not. Because if he didn't, he's going to get the Dante Pettis route where he's on his third team in three years. And nobody wants Ooh. to pay him, but Debo's going to get paid. So I guess if you need a firm answer, I guess he did, but it doesn't matter. He's going to get paid either way. Yeah. Um, let's see. We had another question from Melissa. Um, do we think tight end you will be a good influence on Trey Lance like it was on George Kittle? I think it's a fun endorsement of Trey Lance. 
the fact that Kittle was like, hey, man, come out, come out to tight end you, yeah. you know, I'm embracing you as the quarterback that we're going to to let it rock with or whatever. Yeah. And the fact that Josh Allen is going is, is indicative, too, because that's a good fucking quarterback to go out there. Yeah. You know, what I mean, to get him out there, that that's a big time quarterback. So it's, you know, it is it like the best thing or does it, you know, 100% speak to what Trey Lance is? No, not necessarily, but I think it's a good thing for him in terms of feeling that acceptance, feeling, having that confidence because the mental aspect of the game is, is just as important as the physical aspect, right? Trey Lance can have a cannon arm, have all the arm fitness in the world. Fuck you, Lombardo. Fuck you, Ryan Harris, whatever your name is. Fuck you guys. Um, but if he goes out there and and he's in his own head, that's not necessarily going to lead to success. So for George Kittle to be in a leadership role and say, "Hey man, come out, come on out to this thing that I organize. I want you to be throwing passes to all the tight ends that come out here." I think that that's a good thing for Trey Lance from from a mental aspect of the game. Um, Niner by nature, fellas, from one to ten, how confident are you guys that Jason Verrett stays healthy this year? We did discuss this on the last episode, Mike. Even Negative the seven. Day. Yeah, it's more likely that D Ford will stay healthy, <laughs> <laughs> according to the science. That D Ford's getting released too. Which, by yeah, the way, Zach, hold that shit. I right fucking after, told you right after we get that report that the 49ers are planning on releasing. I told you D Ford will not play another snap for the 49ers. Speak on it, Mike. What's up? I so I saw the headlines, and apparently it came from Matt Burrows or Mayoka, one of the Matts. Barrows, yeah. But what was the question exactly that he was answering? Because I don't think it was according to what I heard or sources. I think it was more of a, do you think da 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 da? And it was a, if I had to guess, this is what the outcome is, right? Or am I wrong? I thought it was an official report, but I could be wrong. I didn't read it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. That's why I kept asking everybody. I think like, it was more he was talking to sources within the team, and they're expected to release him as a post June 1st designation, which is what I thought upcoming anyway, because they restructured his deal a bunch of times. And my thing was like, you can get out of that guaranteed money partially if you have like an injury settlement. And that's where I thought it was going. You're going to get an injury settlement. D Ford still gets a little bit of money. It's not going to count against your cap because it's an injury settlement, whatever, whatever. But it looks like that they're just going to release him. And I'm not surprised. Like, like I said last time, it's a difference between Javon Kinlaw sitting there doing one-legged squats and D Ford being like, look how good I was with Kansas city in 2015. You know what I mean? Like it's different. Yeah. I'm trying to find where he said it. Um, Who cares if Traylon Burks look like shit at practices practice one, dude. Yeah. I'm not too worried about that. Um, if we had a bad day at work, what would the 49ers owe? Like one million or something like that? Uh, one point four for this year, and I think two point three next year. Okay. Um, okay. Any final points or questions before we wrap things up? If you guys have any questions in the chat, send them over. We'll love to answer them before we finish things up here. Final point, actually, I forgot to talk about 49ers signed a tight end, Tyler Croft, which I'm actually pretty, pretty uh excited He's for. He's a blocker. I think he He's could be a blocker good. for sure. Yeah. 
And that tells me that they're going to run a lot of a lot of packages with like two tight end sets where they're going to, you know, work Trey Lance in those in those sets. And I think that's honestly that to me, that's been the secret sauce for Lamar Jackson. And I'm not mad at that route. You know what I mean? Make things easier for Trey Lance where you can stick guys where they sit in the zone and it's an easy read for Trey Lance. Let him let his mental and and physical potential catch up to what you think it should be like active progression. You don't need him to be Tom Brady right off the bat. Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady for like five years, right? Like these guys, it takes time and you draft Trey Lance because he has such immense physical talent and you got to let the potential fulfill itself. So if you can make it easier on him by getting a dude, that's going to be hard nosed and blocking and all this and that and go along with Kittle who's an absolute psycho when it comes to blocking and laughs when he pancakes people by all means do it, man. doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. He's got to stay healthy. That's, that's his big thing. I went back and looked at how many games uh, Tyler Croft plays and it's not a lot. It's not a lot, um, but you, got, you just got to watch it. That's all. Um, there were some really, really good interviews, man. I'm going to encourage people to go back and watch the pressers. Uh, some really good nuggets in all of them, man. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Ward's interview was sick. Yes, I loved Jimmy Ward yeah. uh, presser, man. That was phenomenal, man. It was it was really really good. So, um, yeah, I just I, I really encourage you guys to go back and listen to the players, you know, from their own words, not our interpretations of them either. Like go back and, and watch them for yourselves. It's it's on the 49ers YouTube page. It's on the 49ers app now. Uh, they cut them up and everything. It's it's worth it. It really really is worth it. Fernando, where are you seeing this, by the way? 49ers DL says the beef still isn't squashed with Grant Cohn. Where is this from? What? <laughs> uh, but all right. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, I did see. Uh, was it with the Raiders that Cap is getting a try? The Raiders, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Kaepernick, dude. Like, Good luck. Whatever you think of whatever his, his politics are, whatever. Fact of the matter is, he's talented enough to be in the league. So he always was. So shout out to him yeah. getting his, his tryout. I hope that it. I, I honestly, I would be happy if he signed with the Raiders. Um, if for nothing else than the fact that we can get past the, the you know, the fact that he's been unfairly blackballed. As a former vet, like, I don't have a problem with the stuff that he did. That What he was doing was exactly what we fight for. So you might not agree with him, but that doesn't mean that he, you know, whatever. Okay. Oh shit. Yes, this is I breaking. You came from an organization nowhere was anything squashed, and you know that. Stop capping, dog. Damn, dude. This is from about an hour ago. Hey, someone's got to go get their man. Like he don't like f- like why why the f- why do you need like I don't understand. Mike, maybe you help me out. What is the purpose of saying this shit? It goes back to what I said about the interpretation, right? I told you guys. My mom would say. Hug your brother, apologize, say you love him. I'll hug you. I'll say I love you. I'm not apologizing because I'm not sorry. This is that. I'll shake your hand because that's what the team wants me to do. They want me to save face. But nah, it's still fuck you, bro. I'm not sorry for what I did. I Now I'm just fulfilling my obligations. That's what this is. That's exactly what this is. I, I, I tried to interpret it <laughs> as best as I could. He don't like this guy. This is a personal thing. I don't like you. I'm not going to like you. 
I'll keep my distance. I'll shut up and I'll leave you alone. But nah, I don't. I, I still don't fuck with you, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. Javon Kinlaw would shit in Grant Cohn's luggage. A hundred percent. Shit on his pillow like Amber Heard. Yeah. What? Have you have you oh, have you that? not been following the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing? No, I don't care. That about lady it. shit in his bed, and then said it was a Yorkshire Terrier shit. A she four said it pound was a dog, dog shit. Yeah, and it was clearly a human shit. Yeah. How does this? I'm glad we can bring this to you, Mike. Court, baby, court. Yo, my wife randomly updates me on the the dumbest stuff from this trial. And she has never been. Did this just come out today? Ask, nah, this is like weeks old. Amber Heard shitting in Johnny Depp's That's bed. why Amber Turd was trending. You will not believe. Yeah. Search the hashtag Amber Turd and you'll find. Would, yes, Amber um, Turd. That's what we call her, Amber Turd. Yeah. Why would she do that? Because she's a fucking she's psycho. psycho. She said it was a practical joke gone wrong. A practical joke. It's like one of those Bro, YouTube clickbait videos. I don't videos. care if you're my family. You shit in my bed. I, <laughs> the only person that can shit. The only person that can shit in my bed is my child. Right. Like I just don't. And, and that, even that got to be an accident. Like what happened? Right. <laughs> Did you not wake not up on purpose? Her? She cocked over and shit on the bed. Why? Why am I finding out about? You guys watch It's Always Sunny. Not like she's a baseball catcher, bruh. Oh my! Do you guys God. watch It's Always Sunny? No, I I, I used to want to. Matt, but I, have you ever? I haven't yet. Ah, uh, there's an I episode where they wake up and there's shit in the bed, and the whole episode they're trying to figure out who did it. <laughs> Imagine trying to blame human shit on a four pound dog, dude. <laughs> Bro, it's totally different sizes. Why would she? You guys are worried about this. What goes through a person's mind? You know what I'm going to do right now? Dump. <laughs> the depth dump. <laughs> the herd turd. The depth dump. <laughs> like, do you know what has to go through your mind? Like, even to have the thought, but then it's like, you know, no, I'm actually going to do this right now. Like, did she take wet wipes to the bed? Did she get up and go to the bathroom with shit between her ass cheeks? Right. How, how does it play out? Listen, if you want to be a connoisseur of a shit prank, Upper deck somebody, right? Like you do that. <laughs> she right? took shit you posting shit to a new level. Bed. That's fucked up. That shit's hilarious. Thank you for you know the super chat, Sean. Is, Zach. Oh, yes, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Gone wrong as soon as the pants went down. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, I think we're gonna wrap this show up before we get into some more inappropriate shit. We've thank lost everybody. Like 20 years since we started talking about shit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Hit like, hit subscribe. We appreciate all of you guys. As always, Mike, it's a blast having you on. Thank you very much. Handles are on the screen. Go and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast well at RGS Pod. Give Nothing But Niners a sub on YouTube. I'm sure you already have. But if you haven't, go and do it now. And thank you for reminding me, Melissa. You guys can now start buying gold for as little as $50 a month. Once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, Acre Gold will discreetly send a two and a half gram gold bar to your door. My Matt calls it our gold stamp because it is rather small. But it is two and a half grams, as you can see. Go buy your gold today. You don't have to fork out hundreds of dollars anymore. You can get it slowly and at your own pace. And you can have a nice little protection and guest inflation here because gold 
is not depreciating as quickly as the dollar is. So go buy gold. Click the link in the description. Shout out to Acre Gold for supporting the channel. Support them because they support us. Matt, you want to take us out? Absolutely. I, you know what? I really appreciate your economics lesson about the precious metals. Thank you. I just Thank want to you. say, all of you here, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Right? I know, terrible. Um, thank you as always for joining us. We love having you here. Uh, Mike, thanks again. I love having you on. Um, it's it's always a pleasure, man. Um, you're yeah. you're fantastic at what you do. Hopefully we can appear. I would love to appear on nothing but niners. Hell so yeah. just let me know. Yeah, um, with that being said, OTAs are kicking off. <laughs> Apparently, Javon Kinlaw doesn't give a shit about the handshake. That's cool too. Uh, we're going to bring you more content as we go forward. So until next time, go Niners. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.